And good morning, evening, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. This is Harrison Smith with another episode of Cinema brought to you by Dark Matter TV. And I'm leaving a coffee cup sit on my desk for product placement. Dark Matter TV is a streaming platform where you can find not just current genre entertainment and horror, sci-fi, thriller, and action, but also classic content that takes you back to the great old days of late night cable and finding those cult and classic films that they just don't make anymore. Available for download on Android or Apple or visit darkmattertv.com. It's free, it's fun, and it's gonna grow. So I wanted to return to the concept of cynicism because this is what this podcast is all about. And this week, I wanted to go back to something that keeps coming up in the news over and over again. And it's this infernal story and bullshit with this Starbucks cup uh, on Game of Thrones, if you remember. Not to mention the water bottles. We'll get to that. But the abject, what I feel, is product placement. And they're doing an almost J.J. Abrams formula. And if you've been listening to my show... You know what I feel uh, is my J.J. Abrams formula theory, and that is J.J. Abrams subscribes to the way of, no, it's not, no, it's not, okay, it is. And I've gone through this before where Abrams will uh, deny, deny, deny something just to save the secrecy of a plot, only to turn around and go, yeah, that was pretty much it all along. Well, this is happening again. And we're seeing these articles that are popping up from showrunners on Game of Thrones, uh, you know, different producers, people that were on set crew saying, oh, let us give you the explanation for the Starbucks coffee cup. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you remember back to the final season of Game of Thrones, uh, there was an episode where Daenerys uh, is sitting at the table and it's a very medieval setting. And apparently somebody didn't catch a very clearly placed Starbucks coffee cup sitting on this table. And instantly the cry was, we didn't know, we didn't catch it, we didn't see it. Uh, This was an absolute mistake. My opinion is this is professional industry gaslighting. And I'm going to support this. So let's go back a little bit to The Tonight Show around 2009, 2010. Drew Barrymore was a guest. I think it was still Jay Leno at the time. It doesn't matter. The host says, so what does Drew Barrymore do on a weekend? You know, because Drew is just like you and I. And, you know, when you have a godfather who's Steven Spielberg, you know, she's just so relatable. And Drew, in her, you know, cutesy way, starts describing what Drew Barrymore does on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. And one of the things that Drew likes to do is sit around on a rainy afternoon and have a grilled sandwich with her craft singles. And she went right on. And I turned to the person I was watching this with and I said, did you just hear that? And she replied, well, yeah, she likes grilled sandwiches. I said, no, she just dropped a plug for craft singles. And I'm not saying there's some huge conspiracy here. What I'm saying is companies realize that digital recorders they, they have provided the ability to skip past commercials. And so now to avoid their commercials being skipped, I think they pay celebrities to go out there and embed their products into their conversation. 
and then it sticks with you. And there's no way to skip it because if you do, you're skipping the content. You're not zipping by your regular commercial. So it's actually quite ingenious. Now, if you think about it, look online now, uh, on Yahoo News especially, perhaps the most flagrant uh, offender of this, and you see articles, and I use that term loosely, articles in quotes of celebrities who um, step out in the latest you know, leggings, uh, yoga pants, shirts, spanks, uh, shoes, and they talk about how these are their favorite shoes, or this is a purse that Meghan Markle can't live without. These are commercials, these are advertisements, and they are created around the idea that you are reading an article, but you're being tricked, you're being fooled. So if they actually made the article, or I should say the commercial with the endorsement of the celebrity, you can now opt to not see this ad anymore. You can skip past ads, you can edit your settings to see less of certain ads. But if they build them into articles or narratives, well, then you've got something that you really just can't skip. I do believe there is a science to this, and it's cynical, because what it is is pretending to create something when actually all it is, to quote a Christmas story, a crummy commercial. Now, let's go one other step away from advertising. And if you go way back to, I think, around 2003, 2004, with the whole uh, Britney and uh, uh, Madonna kiss thing, if you remember, and uh, how it outraged and it shocked. My opinion is, I don't think it was impromptu. The same thing with the Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake Super Bowl thing where he ripped her shirt. I think these were all calculated. And I think they were created deliberately to keep people talking about them and get these names in the news. The next day after the Britney Madonna thing, Rush Limbaugh de dedicated, if I remember, almost an entire episode to his outrage over it. And my point is, it's what they used to say all the time and still do. There is no such thing as bad press. And people are talking about it. And Britney Spears and Madonna were at the top of the news. And people were looking them up. And people were looking at their music and listening to their music. This is what it's all about. The same thing with Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake. Outrage, false outrage, whatever it is, I believe it was all manufactured. I think it was all known in advance. And you can say, oh, conspiracy theory and all that. I don't think there's a conspiracy theory at all. I think it is excellent top-notch marketing. That's what I think. I think it is marketing fighting to survive. Because now in the day and age of digital editing and skipping, you've got to get your product out there somewhere. And that's how they did it. By creating controversy, you're talking about it. And even if it creates negative feelings, you are still talking about it. So now before you think I'm totally crazy on all of this or, or maybe obsessing over minutia for a stupid television show, as someone who is a filmmaker and just recently shot a monster movie in 17 days and without a scripty or continuity supervisor, uh, we relied on a lot of people on set to make sure the continuity uh, stayed as true as it possibly could and as pure. So even on a small budget movie like the one I had with a very small crew, uh, we were still able to ensure quality to make sure certain things did not get through that would embarrass us later or cost us money later to paint out. 
Now, one of my examples that I love to use, and if you go back to episode two of my cinema podcast, is the simple fact of the arm, the mechanical arm at the base of the shark in Jaws the Revenge. And if you remember in that movie, uh, as with all the Jaws movies, the sharks were robots and they were uh, used on top of like, uh, it looked like a train, a tram that ran under the water with a large telescopic arm that came up, a hydraulic arm, and the shark was affixed to the top. And the shark would, you know, move, turn, rise out of the water, do all the things that the robot sharks do. In Jaws the Revenge, there are several scenes where in the final cut of the motion picture, the shark attacks, and primarily I'll focus on the yellow submarine uh, in the Bahamas where the shark attacks that sub. And in doing so, if you look, and you don't even have to look hard, you can see the mechanical arm connected to the belly of the shark, to the base of this robot shark. Now, it's very simple. All they had to do was crop the movie. It was a simple cropping, and that could have been done in post, and nobody did it. And it's not that they didn't see it. It's that they didn't care. And look, you have a number of people. First of all, it starts with the cameraman. The DP or the cameraman, whoever's running that camera, they see it in the lens. And it's their job to report and say, hey, listen, we got the action, but the arm is in the picture. So then the next step is to report that to the director. In this case, in Jaws of the Revenge, it's Joseph Sargent. Sargent will then preview the footage. You see it in the dailies. You look at it. And that's where also an editor will look at it and a continuity editor will look at it and go, hey, Joe, you can see the mechanical arm on the bottom of the shark. And the answer I'm telling you was, fuck it. <laughs> Who cares? No one's going to care anyway. That means you know your movie's garbage and why bother to fix it? But it was right there. It's a glaring error and it went all the way to print and out into the theaters. I remember sitting in the movie theater saying, I can see the arm at the bottom of the shark. Now, Jaws the Revenge had a budget of around 28 to 30 million. And you mean to tell me nobody caught that? And if you go back to episode two, I cite another thing. Michael Caine jumps from a plane into the water, swims about 300 feet to a boat, and comes out of the water completely dry. His clothes are dry, his hair is dry, and nobody said anything. Don't tell me they didn't notice. The point was, they did not care. So now we flash forward to Game of Thrones. And the reason why I'm making this an episode is because we are being manipulated. We are being told, that's not what you saw. That's not what it is. It is a form of advertising gaslighting. Game of Thrones has an incredible budget per episode and has a huge staff. You can go on IMDb and look at the crew and the staff. But let me walk you through of what happens on a daily set, okay? No matter what size budget, here's what happens. So you do rehearsals. And you do all your rehearsals and you get ready for that first shot or second shot, whatever it is. And that's my point. 
If it was discovered on the first shot, then get rid of it on the second. Don't tell me because you have to also do something called coverage. So we're going to get into this. So you're sitting there at this table. Amelia Clark is at the table and you have all this action going on and the director yells action and off you go. You have a number of people on set first, but number one, don't tell me that Amelia Clark did not see the Starbucks cup sitting on this very medieval table. It was only inches from her, not across the table, not hidden behind a large stein of ale. It was sitting right there on the table. Why didn't she say something? There were other actors around. Now, believe me, if a hair is out of place, if something is wrong, even makeup artists will say, wait a minute, that's no good. Oh, wait, her hair was this way. It's not... You have a script supervisor. You have continuity editors that are there on set to say, wait a minute, catch that. That's one. So the actors allegedly all miss this very blatant, large Starbucks cup whose label just also happens to be facing camera. Now, after that, you have your crew. So let's just go with the person behind the camera, whether it's the DP or the camera operator, they are behind the lens and they are lensing this and they see what is happening. Right there and then, hey, wait a minute, somebody left a Starbucks cup on the table. This is a huge set, an expensive set. Don't tell me that it was overlooked and missed now by either the DP or camera operator. Then you have the director watching everything on a monitor. Okay, and we're not talking the old Stanley Kubrick days of grainy CT monitors. These are beautiful, I'm sure very high resolution monitors on set. We have nice ones even on the sets I have. Don't tell me the director missed that. And if the director does say, I missed it, either you're an incompetent director or you're just flat out gaslighting. So let's say now the director misses it. The actors have missed it. The camera people have missed it. The uh, crew, whether it's, you know, script supervisor, continuity editor, even makeup, special effects, lighting, all those people standing there on that set, you mean to tell me every single one of them just had a blind spot when it came to that Starbucks cup. And I am going to call bullshit. Let's just say for the sake of argument, everybody missed it from the director to the actors, to the crew, to the camera people. Everyone missed this, okay? Every single person. Boom, done. Now we go to post-production. So the footage goes into post and the editors sit there and start going through it. They have to go through this. They have to edit. You see it right there. And we're not talking they're editing on tiny little monitors where they could miss it. These are huge screens in editing bays that they are working on. And then you also have to do coverage. So before we even get to the editing, let me back up. You don't just shoot one take of a scene. You shoot several times of just maybe even one angle. Sometimes the actor wants another one. Even if you have multiple cameras on set, you still move the cameras about. You go in for the close-ups, you go in for the wide, you go in for the masters, you go in for the medium shots. We're talking all day long. That cup had to sit there. You mean to tell me for hours that cup sat there 
and nobody discovered it or said, hey, we should move it. So there you go. That's now leading us to the editing and post process. So now you've got a team of editors. This isn't just one guy or woman sitting at a table going, okay, I've got to edit this thing. You have a team. And this editing team has to go through everything. Nobody caught this. Not one single person said, hey, somebody left a cup there. Now, let's just say that they did. This is a very easy thing to remedy. All you do is digitally paint it out. You just remove it. It's not tough. Nobody did. Then it has to go through, let's just say it escapes the editors. Then it's got to go through your coloring and grading and all of that stuff. Nothing. No one sees this cup. I don't believe it for a minute. And then you have to add whatever CGI cleanup that you want to do. There there could be some things you want to get rid of. uh, You might want to add. I, I don't know. Whatever could be called for. But there are effects breakdowns for the scene. And that means CGI artists go in and they fix things. Who knows? Maybe even some hair doesn't look right. It would be seen again. And no one catches it again. This leads me to only one possible conclusion. And that is, that cup was deliberately left on that table and deliberately placed there. Now you're going to say, why? What good does that do? They know people are going to say something about it. It looks sloppy and basically makes the show look bad. Here's what I'm going to posit. And that is, I don't think they care if it looks bad. Starbucks probably got close to a billion dollars worth of advertising out of that single cup. That show went worldwide. One of the most watched conclusions or final seasons to a series ever. And so what? If somebody catches it, notice that they went very quiet at first about it. Just let people talk about it. Let's not address it. Let's pretend it didn't happen. And people are talking about it. Not only were they talking about Game of Thrones the next day, they were talking about Starbucks. And people had to go back and watch it again. And every time that they went back to watch it and to show their friends, look where they screwed up, look where they messed up and left that cup, Starbucks gets more advertising. This is extremely cynical. And why does it count as cinema? Because you are allowing it to affect the overall quality of your product. This is not about entertaining. This is about sales and it's about money. You could have done a better job. You chose not to. And that's why I'm going to argue for this episode that the placement of that coffee cup was left deliberately and was allowed to create the hula baloo that it did that is still going on a year after its placement. Now they keep saying in the articles, oh, it was a mistake. I just saw a recent article just yesterday. And that's what prompted this episode where I think it was the showrunners are going to finally address that Starbucks issue. Still trying to milk that advertising, are you? I thought this was addressed. It seems that periodically... Somebody has to come forward from that show to address that article. And every single time they do, it means invoking Starbucks. It also means talking about Game of Thrones because coincidentally, a prequel show is already being developed. So by talking about this, 
you are now already getting yourself back in a Game of Thrones mindset for the House of the Dragon. So you see what I'm saying? This allows constant advertising under the pretext of an error. Now, the water bottle thing, I got to really just say, I think was just sloppy and bad because there really was no marketing with that. I couldn't even tell you the brand of the water bottle that was on there. So I think that was just sloppy. And that just shows you the major slip in quality and caring on the manufacture of this series by the time that it reached its end. And we can go into what we felt the final season was like. A lot of people argued they felt it was rushed. They pushed the narrative just to get it done. And you know what? I think that just may be the cause. People just stopped caring. It was time to get the show done. And let's just give people what they want. And out of it, we're going to sit down with Starbucks and create this very lucrative deal. So what if we take a hit on this and we look like we were sloppy, lazy, lax, or it even affects the overall perception of the show? Who cares? We are getting some major advertising dollars out of this. And most of all, Starbucks got its money's worth. Go back. Look at the episode again. As a filmmaker, if you are a filmmaker and you are looking for all the continuity errors on your set, I would love to hear from you. I'd like to know what you think. But you tell me, on a major production like that, how something so blatant could make it through so many checkpoints and hurdles. I know accidents happen. I know things happen. But, like the mechanical arm base in Jaws the Revenge, sometimes people just don't give a shit.